Welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, where every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. And this week, it's Stupid Kids. Remember when I said I love you, Will? Forget about it. Forget about it. I take it back. I take it back! That, my friends, is the Irishman. <laughs> I saved you three and a half hours. Man, yeah, that's the thing about that movie. I keep hearing that it's really long. It is! And I'm thinking, this is our podcast about Alkaline Trio. We should do an episode just about Joe Pesci's musical career. I would love that. Okay. I would love... Really, any Joe Pesci related content. Same. And I tell Love you him. what, tell you what, I watched Bad Boys Three in the mm. movie theater. Is he in it? Is Leo Getz in it? Uh, no, but the uh, the other Joey P, who we love so much, Joe uh, Joey Pants, Pantala, whatever oh, his yeah, name yeah. is. Yeah. Mm, yes. The 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 chief. It's very good. I love that guy. He's, He's not good. in movies either. I know, right? It's weird. He should be in movies all the time. Joe Pesci used to be in all the movies. He did. He did. My cousin Vinny. Perfect. My, my cousin Rinny. Perfect. My cousin. Gone Fishing. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, what's Gone Fishing? It's him and uh, Danny Glover and they go fishing and they oh, get uh, tangled yeah. up in some hijinks. I've seen that cover uh-huh. before. My favorite Joe Pesci piece of trivia is, is hearing the story about him making Home Alone and at the beginning... Chris Columbus, the director. Discoverer like, of America. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Um is like, Joe, you gotta stop swearing. This is a kid's movie. So Joe Pesci in that movie just going frigger, frigger, frigger. Yeah. That's him not swearing. Love it. It's very good. Um that kid though wasn't stupid, Macaulay Culkin. No, pretty smart. Definitely a little wise guy. Definitely not a stupid kid. Not the subject of this song, the fourth track on From Here to Infirmary, the band's Vagrant Records debut. Correct. Single. This was the single. This had a music video. Not a very good one. Not a bad one. No, but just kind of fine. Yeah. Of its time, like low budget, but kind of a budget video. It was that weird period where bands of this size... Got music videos where it's like, listen, we're not going to give you enough money to like do a lot, but we can rent like one place. Yeah, we got one location and it's uh, it's big enough to where we can do like a few different spots to mm-hmm. film. This was at a school, right? Yes. We should have watched this before. Well, there's we like the teacher out. and there's like the angry kid. And Eating pretzels. He's the devil. Uh, talking about how- I love to eat pretzels. Um, call them pretzies. Roll gold. That's what I call David. I call him roll gold. I tried to become the president of the Steiners of Hanover Pretzel Eaters Club, and they never responded to my emails. So you joined the Blood Pact instead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So yes, this song was the first single off uh from here to Infirmary, and this was definitely the go for it moment for this band. Oh yeah. Um. I remember hearing the record before seeing the video, to be honest with you. 
I like this song for what it is. It's clearly written as this is the single, like top to bottom. But uh, it's a great single. It's a great single. I think lyrically, there's a lot of little stuff in that it I really like. Um, more than I would expect for a going for it kind of single. I think it's pretty clever. I think musically, it's it's really checks a lot of boxes. Um, yeah, it's just a pleasant little song, which sounds like a not cool thing to say. Like, oh, it's so pleasant. But sometimes bands who did that type of track, it could be so grating and so bad that, you know, I'm, I'm happy this is the one they did it with. Because you got to think about this in terms of the climate that we're in. This is the year 2000. Mm-hmm. So in the year 2000, um, in the year 2000, one of the greatest skits in the history of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also it was 2001. So could it carry on? Yeah. Whatever dog. So, which came for, remind us, David. Which came first, 2000 or 2001? I believe it was 2000. So we've got right before this, Stay What You Are, Saves the Day. And at your funeral is a video that gets, what's she doing over there? She's just like moaning at the wall. Yeah. Um, which I understand. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm moaning at a wall. This dog will become the anthem. All right, 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 right. Let me let me, let's start with because uh, we got so this is the year two thousand and one. Vagrant Records is really really piggybacked off of um, Get Up Kids. Yeah, something to write home about. Which uh, Action and Action features another like we have. T- one location video. Right. But I feel like Action in Action, um, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't, didn't really receive like the type of airplay that would, <sighs> it doesn't really match up with how big that record was. I would agree with that. I think it was, so I think there's there's a slight difference here and, and this is me just kind of shooting from the hip to quote ACDC. Um, and I don't, so don't take this all as fact. I might be slightly off of my dates. Is this still ACDC? No. Uh, so at the time, I think really the main players were probably like MTV. You know, because uh, something to write home about was that 99 or 2000? 99. 99. At that point, there wasn't really an MTV 2. I don't know if there was like a much music or fuse that was really kind of bringing in some of this more alt style stuff yeah they certainly would be within the next couple of years if they weren't there yet so i don't know if that existed by 2001 but i would say you know within the couple years following there was definitely more of like oh there are other music video networks putting out playing more of these low budget videos from these punk and emo and whatever bands but in 99 i like Action and Action was not going to be on TRL. Right. Or MTV. Right. That was just not going to happen. But Action and Action is is kind of the case for your MTV2, your Much Music, which became Fuse, which mm-hmm. was so directed By towards, this type of things. Um, 
Yeah, exactly. And, and, and like by the time we get to 2001, you know, uh, Newfound Glory has had a pretty big single with mm-hmm. the re-recorded hit or miss. Yep. And, and that sets up like My Friends Over You and... Yeah. Which, <laughs> it's crazy how this comes, you know, Saves the Day and Alkaline Trio put out records in, in 2001 and they really, really fall in between Newfound Glory, which I think... Mm-hmm definitely overshot the the they they definitely broke the ceiling that i think was placed over them even though they were yeah. banned on mca i don't think uh i don't think anyone expected that to hit as hard as it did and right they definitely aren't as big now as they were then but they do very well because they're kind of i mean think about it there were there were attempts at bands um in, around that time bands like phoenix tx mm-hmm. um you know, somebody to come after Enema of the State doing this thing. And Newfound Glory is kind of the one who does it. Yeah. I mean, I think Sticks and Stones really was like, yeah, that really pushed a lot. And like in a couple different ways. But um, I feel like the self-titled record is what sets it up. Yeah. I I mean, I think both of those are very tied together. Uh, You know, I, I think there is a combo platter of songs off those records that are just like, burnt into people's brains of a certain age you know which is like fine there are much worse bands to have been into at that time i'm pro newfound glory yeah i mean yeah i can't hate on it is what i will say um there are bands from that era like the get up kids try and be like no we're serious now and that did not go well right saves the day try to be like no we're serious now and that did not go well yeah it was an interesting direction because it felt like you're either you either have to keep wearing baggy shorts Mm -hmm. or you gotta try and like move into this college rock direction and that's get up kids just started smoking pot and saves the day just made a bad record to follow stay what you are Mm -hmm. i know people stump for it i don't think it's good i don't get that opinion like it's a very nothing record Can't, yeah i don't feel a thing from that record no. and stay what you are is like if that gets you if that that like if the lyrics on that record get to you i think that has as much of an impact as anything that comes from this time period totally i agree with that um but th- there's the weird factionality there so there's like the seriousness um of bands like that failed because I think they were hitting a young enough audience where like they weren't ready for it and we can weigh in on the merits of those musical directions till the cows come home. It's like it's like they wanted to be college rock. They want they want but they be- didn't accept the fact that their fans are 15. Yes, and the difference there is that you could argue Alkaline Trio had like on Good Morning uh a little bit of like hmm, we're a little more dark and nuanced, but they were never like we're serious artists. Yeah. I think you could say the same about bands like AFI who really kind of bring in this wave in 2003 of like red and black covers and dark videos and we're wearing suits and we are moody. And then you get my chemical romance and blah, 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 blah. Right. So, and then on the flip side, the bands that kind of stayed the course, your uh, newfound glories, you get to follow up boy, which yeah, same basically. Totally. So those two paths kind of go and do pretty well. Whereas the like, we're doing serious, slow, soft songs with acoustic guitar. You know why? It sucks. 
Well, that and like Pitchfork really, really shit on it. Let's say like I think before before Pitchfork was the audience to that or like the name that you were looking to hit. Mm-hmm. That's what that's the, the audience you're and, trying to court exactly, and they were not having it. Mm-mm. And they, I don't know what they saw in it was something that was juvenile, and that's still what they see in it today, even when they look back with these retrospectives, right, David? Yes, correct. Um, but yeah, Alkaline Trio. You know, I guess I never really thought about it in these terms, but where do they fit? Because mm. AFI, as as goofy as it was, they sold a fucking lot of records doing that and thing. It, and you know, let's. Uh put it all out there having a very handsome front man who could sing did not oh. hurt their cause oh my god he looks good to this day yeah i mean fucking good on that dude um but like there was a re like that was a full acknowledgement for a while him growing his hair out doing the whole thing like uh-huh. they leaned the fuck in in the mid-2000s oh to the aesthetic of the time. And they made good videos, unlike this one, which just like wasn't there yet. And it's probably, it's probably, this is where you, this is where Vagrant really shows that they are still an independent label. They may have the ability to sell a lot of those Get Up Kids records, but they don't have the money to spend more than $25,000 on a music video. Exactly. And I think it speaks to Let's let's uh, do a more direct comparison between um, Alkaline Trio, this song we're speaking about, and their mature record on a wire, which I think was two thousand one or two. Oh, yeah. oh, Get Up Kids on a wire. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't, I don't know the exact. Sounded like you were saying Alkaline Trio's on a wire. No, sorry. Um, Alkaline Trio, Stupid Kid, Get Up Kids on a wire. Uh huh. So not trying for the same thing, but I think why. Alkaline Tree was more successful with this is let's look at the lyrics of Stupid Kid. Remember when I said I love you? Well, I'll forget it. I take it back. I was a stupid kid back then. I take back every word that I said. Uh-huh. Um, so, yes, it knows exactly who it's hitting, which is someone who is like a teenager who feels like they did, they were dumb and their feelings changed and they grew up and like, I'm different now. And I think that was true of Matt Skiba trying to write a very like I'm older now and feel different about this thing and regretful in the, in the yeah. same way he was on God damn it. Um, but he understood that like simplifying that message, not trying, he wasn't trying to be too clever or too old and adult about the subject matter or about who he was in that moment. Uh-huh. Whereas you have Matt Pryor being like, we're a few years overdue. <laughs> it's like, okay, dude, I, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, I actually I'll stump for on a wire. I think on a wire is a good record, but I think a lot of it is fake profundity. Like I think a lot of it yeah. is like these lines don't mean fucking anything because you're trying to be, you're trying to put the cart before the horse. Yeah, you know, and I, I think that's the issue with it. It's a record that I think has um it has a very serious dip, uh about yeah. half halfway through, and there's like a couple songs on the end but like first three four tracks on that it's fucking very great but but i think it's it's one of those things where i think he he was trying to push back against like the fact that his big songs were like oh amy don't hate me yeah so he's trying to be this like clever austere songwriter and that's not what people wanted out of him so like regardless of success or failure 
there's a reason that the Get Up Kids kind of do not have that same audiences yeah, when they yeah, when they yeah. really could have. I do like that read a lot because I think it really speaks to the fact that you know Matt. It feels Which like one? A... Skiba. Okay, good. No, he was Matthew Pryor. Okay, got um, it. See exactly my point. <laughs> this f- song feels like the attempt at a single that Matt Skiba would write mm-hmm. in 2001. Yeah. This feels like such a natural evolution into, all right, let's try and do something that's just like a little bit more evergreen, yeah. shoots to a little bit of a higher audience, and it's got some personality. But it's it. like a song I'm not going to hate singing. You totally. know, like, like this isn't something that's like meaningless drivel, but it is like, you know, playing around with a trope a little more. Definitely. And I think that um I think that maybe one of the Achilles heels of Matt's writing on From Here to Infirmary is that it's overly clever. Absolutely. This has such great constructions. Mm-hmm. Um the rhymes that are happening in here, they are so on the nose and they are very clever, but they work. Yeah, and I think it's it works, and I think the uh, honestly, even just the riff that kind of brings a song in, I find very fulfilling. Yeah, um, and I think it hints at this is a song that maybe with different production, and obviously with a different drummer, I think could have fit on their previous releases. Oh, definitely. Um, it's got the stops and the kind of chunkiness and a little bit of the octave chord thing. I think this is a song that feels like a clear extension of what they were doing before a little more streamlined, a little more straightforward, but all the pieces are still there. I mean, even down to like talking last week with cop and the stops and then Dan's little fills during the verses. Yeah. It's all there, but Uh just, you know, a little more cleaned up. And I think it's, I think that the verses flow really well. Oh yeah. Um, especially just, you know, you'll be happy on the day I die. Like that's a really, really great last line of a verse leading into the instrumental. Yep. Yep. Each time he hits that, it's, it's just such a, it's such a strong lyric and it's such a strong, uh, vocalization of it. And I think the chorus on this song is fucking great. I think it's, um, it's definitely the type of song where, like, is the chorus as big as My Friends Over You at your funeral? Probably not. But I think it's so well done. I think it's so great. I think this is a very strong vocal performance where not only is he writing it, but he's able to deliver it in a memorable way. He's he, There's clearly time and consideration put into how he's phrasing each line, how they end having a little more pulled back thing in the verse and then really pushing at the start of the choruses mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of holding out those notes to get the take back every word that I said thing, leading into the bridge. Like there's a lot of just like really nice, well-written pieces here. I always love that tiny bit of space that goes, you know, in between forget it. I take it back. I was just a stupid kid. It's, it hits so well. The thing is, doesn't hit radio no. style. It doesn't hit MTV2 style. This is a song that if you don't know this band, you watch it and you say, it was pretty good. Maybe yeah. maybe it caught 
some people, maybe it converted some people, but it doesn't have, it doesn't have enough. It just doesn't have enough of that thing. Yeah, I mean, when you consider it's going to be up against to just keep going to these same bands, like if it's going to follow at your funeral and then be between Girls Not Grey and fucking, you know, My Friends Over You, it's just a it, great song, but I, I, I just don't know how it's going to hit those same people. I mean, think about it, too, even that it's in between Stay What You Are and The Places You've Come to Fear the Most. Mm-hmm. Dashboard Confessional, I mean, his... He doesn't follow any path. No. It's, but it's insane that he, with an equally low budgeted video, that uh, Screaming Infidelity's video is nothing. But it also just leans in perfectly to like, handsome guy. Oh my God. Emotional song. Oh. It's all you need. Your hair. It's everywhere. It's under your hat. Mm-hmm. Um, it was wild watching that guy take off. Crazy. His Crazy. Uh, MTV Unplugged. Like, probably the last one of those that really did fucking anything for anybody. Yeah. If we're being honest here. I watched that live. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I was a little annoyed because it was just everybody in the room singing the song. Yeah, and you were just, <laughs> like, just hmm. like, oh. And you could kind of see him being like, uh, I guess this is how this is going to go. I mean, I think he's also very good at reading a room and leaning into it. And yeah. That it's to his benefit. It's he's why he's gotten so far. So handsome. Another guy who's aged very well. I know, well, he's, he's he's put on some weird hats. And well, <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I'm talking physically. Not, I'm not saying him or Davey Havoc ever made great fashion decisions. I think that this song, though, is, is maybe um, a little... A little indicative of that complaint that I tend to have with Matt songs where the third verse doesn't have really any functionality. Yeah. You know, you slash my slash the tires on my car is uh, is a good line. It's a good way to end that verse, Mm -hmm. I think. And it it does it differently than the ones before it. But, um, you know, the the song really doesn't have anything that pops after the first chorus. Yeah. And I mean, especially if you're thinking about it in terms of radio play, that's kind of a, that's just kind of dead weight no, afterwards. Totally. Um, but yeah, I think, I think this is one in particular where there isn't really enough that's happening in the third verse. There isn't really, the the instrumental I think is good. Um, yeah. Not great. Yeah. Um, so it just kind of flounders really in my opinion i mean i like all that stuff but yeah i mean if you're going to put it under the microscope as we do for the sake of this podcast yeah that is the most obvious weak point where it just feels maybe all right there's not a new idea presented um maybe we're it's feeling a little long yeah um but i still like it i still like it too so it's like i think that critique is valid but you know, to me, I, that reads more like this is why maybe it didn't hit in the same way of the other things we keep. I keep comparing it to just for the sake of time and place. And, you know, you're 14 watching TV and you're like, oh, which of these records am I going to buy at Circuit City this weekend? You know, like it, it is it is a funny time to like think back and the the way that MTV2 for a few years there just really really took over um 
kind of the way 120 minutes did yeah. in the early 90s um that's where i first heard bands like at the drive-in totally desperacitos mm-hmm. um got so much of that uh um omaha stuff mm-hmm. was just going straight there and yeah this is one where I think that this didn't really make much of an impression on anybody who saw it for the first time. I think um, it just kind of happened. Can we also talk about how, uh, to extend my thing about going to Circuit City, probably has one of the weaker album covers of the bunch that we're talking about here, too. It's so bad. Like, it's maybe one of my least favorite album covers they've ever done. Yeah. Um. To where, like, I have an affection for it because I've known it for so long and I don't roll my eyes at it but if i was to see that from a new band today i'd be like guys <laughs> n- no absolutely fucking not and it's like stay what you are is a better album cover fucking oh uh, my god something right home about it has a better album cover seeing the sorrow has a better album cover fucking um places you come to fear, fear the, the most, most has a better album cover. even like, like the new mercedes glory. has right, a better yeah. album cover newfound glory like this one is definitely the most like oi guys yeah. fellas you know i i don't know if you were like big in a midtown when, i'm familiar but yeah. i was not like big into it so midtown they're a band that i haven't talked about much on this podcast um mostly because i really haven't had a good space to talk about them but i think that this is maybe a really good one in mm-hmm. in the context of what we're talking about because midtown was a drive through band they were touring with newfound glory a lot Mm -hmm. um i think chad wore midtown shirts in three new newfound glory videos sure um but they were they were a band that didn't quite have the they didn't have the hooks that newfound glory did they weren't as simple as newfound glory but i mean obviously gabe would go on to do starship the guy could write pop songs but they are so similar to Alkaline Trio for me, not only because they were probably my two favorite bands sure. of pop punk and emo at that time, but they were both bands that were in the position, but just always slightly off center. Yeah. I I, I can see that uh, comparison very well because I wasn't as into them, but I was aware of them in the orbit. They had some really good songs and really big catchy songs. There's a, a reason I think they did. They were eventually the intro music to, uh, I think, a real world road rules challenge. Yeah, they were, uh, which is a fucking weird thing to consider. Uh huh. Um, but I think that's a good thing because they were kind of always on the cusp, but didn't break through. I think even Alkaline Trio uh, kind of uh, surpassed them at a point. Yeah, they definitely but, did. But yeah, I mean, I think it was the thing like to a certain crop of people that you really rooted for them, and they. They end up going into the, they follow the Newfound Glory path to a T where they put out a record on drive through It's big. And then they put out the next record on MCA. And that, that record's called Living Well is the Best Revenge. They did a video for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, song was called Like a Movie. Didn't really catch on. And then they got dropped. Yep. And it was... They just, they didn't have hit or miss. Yeah, and then, they didn't. So they go look on. up Midtown because I want to see what, they have a song that I think could have 
Uh, I fucking loved that band. Give me one second. Um, but what I will say about Midtown is that after they get dropped, they make a record for it eventually comes out on RCA and it's weird and it's angry and it's definitely a lot of songs that are about MCA and then they kind of fizzle out so you look at the path that they took of moving to the major label moving to Newfound Glory's label moving to Blink-182's label Mm -hmm. they're set up to be the third of of this run and it doesn't happen and they just get dropped so quickly they're so expendable and in this case you have a video doesn't really pop Mm -hmm. but they do sell a lot of records for what they are yeah and they stay with vagrant and they continue to stay with vagrant until eventually they they leave but the the stakes of not having the one song that works when it's on a label like Vagrant as compared to a label like MCA, completely different. Yeah, and the song I was thinking of from that record is Become What You Hate, yep. the first song. That should have been the single. I think that would have helped with it. Yeah, definitely. Like like a movie had a little bit more of a uh, uh, like a tenderness, I think. Yeah. But there's too many parts to it. That was yeah. the thing about Mid- Midtown. They had a lot of parts. True. Um, what do you rate this song? It's kind of a hard one for me because I feel like it's very important and I have so much memory tied up to it and I don't know if it's nostalgia or not, but I'm going to give this a four. I give this song a four and a half. Hmm. Higher yeah. than me. I have a lot of nostalgia for this song. I think because this is from here to infirmary is the first alkaline trio record that i get mm-hmm. we were buying we were just buying vagrant records when they came out at the crisp house as you do as not many uh 40 year olds do yeah but carrie crisp did yes um and this one just totally clicked this and and i think that this song is very representative of here's a here's a new band for you 14 year old tim i was such the target audience for this song in particular yeah yeah that i was like oh yeah oh i like this song if i skateboarded i would listen to it while i skateboard yeah it would make me go fast yeah um and then uh then i i picked up the pieces after that went went back to the old stuff and i th- i think it all starts it all starts with infirmary which is a record that i you know, have mixed emotions towards, mm-hmm. but this song in particular hits me. Hey, this is our podcast. It's called As You Were, a uh, podcast about Midtown and MCA and Newfound Glory. And soon a podcast about the Dropkick Murphys. And I'm going to talk about them all next oh, week. Oh, God damn. I've never listened to them. I just feel like that would annoy you. I watched The Departed. Uh, about a week and a half ago. How was that? That was fucking awesome. I, I know it has that song. It's like ping, da ding, da ding, da ding. Mm-hmm. And like people hitting their fists on tables. Uh, yeah, Boston. Hey, this podcast though, this one of ours, Chicago. Yeah, we, we like getting together, ha- and eating a hot it. dog. <laughs> 
hey, what's the matter you? You know, Chicago. Yeah. Um, hey, we do this because we enjoy spending time together and we enjoy talking about this band that we love so much. And we invite you to rate, subscribe, tell a friend about it, and uh, maybe head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash as you were. We buried the lead. We put a poll sure up. Put a poll up, you know, because people can vote on the songs. And uh, we put it up like right before we started recording. So uh-huh. Stupid Kid, as far as it goes right now, is in second place, but it's a close one. So we just thought we would... Uh, Give everybody what they want. Yeah, just give everybody what they want. And just in we case we were to wrong. Please. <laughs> but uh, you can head on over to Patreon and uh, support the show. Either way, we'll be back with another episode next week. We'll but, see you then. But wait. What? Before we close. Before we close. This is a question I've been thinking about the entire duration of this. Hurry up. I got to pee. Well, I knew that, pee daddy and the hyena. Uh, I've been looking at your Gatorade this whole time. What do you think was named orange first the color or the fruit whoa thanks for i was just a stupid kid back then i take back every word